forever. Dog. The true story of an anonymous teenager's life on the streets. This week on the podcast. Beatrice Sparks PhDs. Almost lost. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are covering another, oh, it's not even anonymous. Or no, it is because Sammy She changed his, his name. name. It's not Sammy. So we have another Beatrice Sparks. This one is called Almost Lost. Um, and so we are joined by a very special guest uh, who we've, we, we've covered some Beatrice with in the past, uh, you may know him from his two very popular podcasts. Uh, How did this get played? Right? <laughs> Suddenly, I got so nervous like, that that was not the who, name of am and, I? Um, uh, Pod Save America. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. And Doughboys, uh, and he's a writer for television and a very funny guy. Nick Weiger is back on the podcast. Hi, God bless you. Thank you so much for having me. What a treat. Thank you for coming pa- back. Pause thoughts to long. everyone out there. Pause thoughts. Man, yeah, my pause tude. Pause tudes. Pause tudes yeah, only. Uh, no neg tudes here. Um, what a fucking liar. This woman is such <laughs> a fucking... I could not... Be- this one was really... This one was really egregious. Really yeah. blowing my mind with how... Her, her total inability not just to sound like a teenage boy, but not to sound like herself while trying to pretend she's a teenage boy... We are meant to believe that this book is just transcripts from her therapy sessions with a 15-year-old boy named Sammy. Not his real name, because he's not real. Right. Um, And it's just, it's so fucking ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Well, yeah. it's, there's, there's an element of, so, because as I was reading this book, and I didn't have a sense of when it was published. And the last one we did, Jay's Journal, that one felt a little bit earlier than this chronologically. I don't yeah, know exactly what it bit. was. Because mm-hmm. yeah. this book is, there's a part where, where I, I'm reading this. And I'm just like, okay, so this is set in the 60s and 70s. Like, you know, uh, uh, whatever. Like, 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 are there, Go Ask Alice is the other big one, right? Yeah, yeah Go Ask Alice was 1971. Yeah, so, oh, so, I'm like, so I'm like, this is like a 70s period thing. Um, and, and that like accounts it. for a lot of the slang. And then it gets to the part where it's just like, where he's talking about listening to a Metallica tape. And then I was like, wait, so this guy is supposed to be like my age. This is like in the 90s. Yeah. And the Metallica th- tape threw me. It's really jarring when you hit that because I think that's the first era specific detail you get. But this guy is just saying like horse hockey all the time. The like horse hockey thing. Yeah. And it's just like, that's a bit of slang I've never heard before this book. Or so, says crapola, which I'm only yes. familiar with from Stephen King books. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> some greaser. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some like fucking old guy in Maine is saying crapola. And now yes. I'm supposed to believe that this young kid. And where are they? I have um, no idea. I guess they're supposed to be in Utah because that's where she is. They're not, not in They're not in California. Yeah, because yeah. he drives there. His West Coast experience. Oh, my it God. Happened. The fact, it happened. The fact that she names... She names one of the Mexican gang members in Los Angeles, Cholo. Yeah. She names yes. the gang member Cholo. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm not of gang culture. Maybe some guys do call themselves Cholo, just straight up Cholo. But Cholo is usually, Cholo and Chola is like a term for 
like a specific type of Chicano mm-hmm. person. Like a subculture. Like, like mm-hmm. a yeah, it's a specific subculture within the culture of, yes. <laughs> of Chicano people. What was well, it's Lindsay, like hi, it's my so, name's Mexico. Like yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> also it's but it's fine, Lindsay, because the other names are really believable, like Thing and Slice. Well that's yeah, why this blunt. one upset me so much. Because they were all the other ones are like Chicken Little. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken Little. That Chicken also little. okay. So, Chicken Little, the mayor's son, right? What's, yeah, yes, Chicken Little, the, the mayor's, mayor's son. son. Yeah. But he's actually really good at he's good. football. Yeah. And he's a bully. He's a wait. Yeah, he's good at foot. It's so confusing because like he's a bully. He's the star football player. But then when uh, Sammy joins a gang, they bully him. Mm-hmm. And then he starts dating Sammy's ex who Sammy also physically abused. I couldn't when he when we were supposed to be on his yes, yeah. healing journey. Yes. After he punched his girlfriend three times. I was like and when the when the therapist Okay, for also I could not handle how this fucking therapist was talking to him either. Like so inappropriate. Sweet, Wildly sweet favorite Sammy, kind Sammy, my best friend Sammy. I was yes. like, why are you fucking talking to him like this? He talks like a coworker I used to have, where like every time you talk to her, she, she'd be like, Oh my God, hello, genius Lindsay. Hello, yes. genius, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, this is the fakest shit. Yeah. Ever. You are a, a mean person. You're a mean, bad person. Yeah. Yeah. I just laughed at the thought of you working with someone like this immediately knowing like, oh God, what a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, that That's my whole thing with this th- is like, it's so the, the narrator is such a bad therapist and that's the a, at least based off of my experience of th- with therapy and There's my no knowledge way of therapy. She's licensed. Exactly. No yeah. way. So this is all just like bullshit. And so much of it comes from just power of positive thinking, Dude, like, which I know is very, <laughs> it's very evangelical. I don't know if it's specifically LDS or not, but I, that's like a big, like, you know, conservative Christian thing. I mean, that's a Trump thing. Trump is like a big po- power of positive thinking guy. And that's basically her entire philosophy towards mental health is just, if you think things are good, they'll be good. Mm-hmm. And, also, and in fact, it's, it's your fault. Yes, yeah. right. If things are bad, because that means you let negative thinking in. So yeah. you were kind of hurting yourself, weren't you? It's like very victim blaming. Yeah. Well, right. and who controls that, dear sweet smart Sammy Sunbeam Sammy? <laughs> like, okay. Also, I hate her so much. Another I hate, example. I just hate her so. Another much. example She's of so infuriating. A true of how bad this fucking therapist is. Is. Um, and this, I mean, she's. I highlighted forty-two passages, <laughs> and at a oh, certain I point, I had to be like, "I got to finish the book. I can't yeah. just keep highlighting every time she sounds insane." I, I took a lot of pictures as well because it truly, but like, so there's many malpractice moments, but there's like one where she TM malpractice <laughs> malpractice moments. <laughs> and it's like this is an sparkle. MM. Um, <laughs> but she totally blows by, like, so she decides to start therapizing the mom. Okay, so she's like, not your bag, oh. lady. And and the mom, l- let's drop what I think is like kind of a huge bomb, and she blows past it completely. The mom's like, well, like, I just try my hardest with my kids because I don't want them to experience like the kind of life that I had growing up uh, because I felt like no one cared about me. And the therapist just is like, yeah, so let's think about Sammy <laughs> And how like we're we're 
treating Sammy. And I was like, she just said, there's something to unpack here with mom. Yes. But you. So like, if you're, if you're going to sit here and therapize mom, then therapize you need to, mom. you need to f go for it and unpack that moment. Or you're not doing that. In which case, yes, stay focused on Sammy, whatever. That's not your job. But instead, she's <laughs> she's doing both. She is both yeah. inappropriately therapizing this woman and doing it, doing it badly. Okay, I have I have an, a, a, a confession to make. A misunderstanding that I had reading this. You so, thought it was interactive. Yeah, I thought this was a choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> and I was going to all these pages. I did not know what was happening. Well, so, okay. So in your guys' version of the book, I read it paper. Okay. I had Kindle. I had read it on my Kindle, yeah. Okay, so I don't know if you guys got these. There's like a foreword from a Dr. Philip Morgenstein. Yeah. There is a foreword, That's where yes. ours started as well. Okay. There, there is a foreword and a very apologetic epilogue that feels like it was like added last year. It's just <laughs> basically like, this is a, this book does actually, does not deal with these aspects of mental health, which, yeah. <laughs> which may require professional care and medication. Yes. Yeah, it's very like, Actually, like if he had been suffering from anything, this would have been very bad. But luckily, it's all fake. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like Almost luckily, his mental not illness is not real. Chemical imbalance problems, deep chronic depression, bipolar, bipolar conditions, conditions, schizophrenia, hardcore environmentally imposed circumstances, chronic long term self conditioned internal as well as external hostility, etc. So really any longer term yes. cases are referred to trusted colleagues who specialize in those specific areas. Many of the above conditions call for prescribed medications. Well, oh, that you mean is instead important. of the 12 sessions you had with this <laughs> fucking nutcase and his deadbeat who is fake head dad yeah. and yeah and the mom oh, and the dad and the, and and the, the two sisters? sisters and the two sisters fucking, the a dog sisters in there man. Come. Yeah. <laughs> I was well you so liar. That, you liar. The that I did not read this epilogue. I didn't know it was there. Um, that, I feel like they're trying to apologize for her kind of being like, you don't need medicine. 100%, yeah. Okay, so I need to... So I need to well, they have to clarify that this is in a way therapy for somebody who, who needs yeah. therapy. They're like, this boy only needed 12 sessions, um, but other people need literally decades. <laughs> Well, and also he only needed one session to realize that like when he wanted to run away from his horrible life, he would go back to this therapist for some fucking reason. Yeah, that's yes. who he chooses. Come on. Um, okay, so I read this forward by Dr. Philip Morgenstern. I thought I'm sure a real person as well. Well, so <laughs> I thought for some reason, I don't know why I thought this. Did I read this somewhere? I don't know where I read it. I thought that the conceit of this was that it was from sessions between Dr. Philip Morgenstern and Sammy and then put together by Beatrice Sparks, PhD. Oh, mm. I see why you thought that. So the yeah. entire Except book. Except for how many times he says Dr. B. Well, so I glazed and I was just like, <laughs> that's the doctor's name, Dr. B, whatever. And so I was at like page 195 when I realized it was a, Female doctor. I need you to understand it changes the, the added yes. it freakishness the greatly. that yeah. happens <laughs> thinking that this is a fucking male doctor being like, Sammy B, my very best pal, my smartest shining sunbeam. Smartest, sweetest, love. Yeah. Like, I was like, little what? Of sunshine and hope. My, like, oh my, that, that makes it 10 times more demented easily. <laughs> also, okay, I need to <laughs> say here that there were moments that I 
saw evidence that it was a woman doctor and I pushed past it probably because of my own internalized misogyny because I was like, a woman can't be a doctor. <laughs> but there's a part where... So where, every time that riddle is presented to you, you fail it completely. Every like every, I pass out. Like, I can't even answer how it. How did that person operate on their own son? I don't know. I, I, don't I know. just black out. And then the next thing I know, I'm like covered in blood at a train station. Uh, I can't... And there's like a copy of Joy yeah. cooking in your hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so like literally... There was even evidence very odd. Like there was a point where um, he goes, like the doctor says, that's right, dude. And then Sammy says, yep, dudette. And I was like, oh, is he being funny? <laughs> like, I Right, yeah. Still, still didn't. I was just like, hmm, it's really weird. This is a really strange male therapist. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like what a, I, I don't know at the time, but I assume a, a you know, like a 50 year old author trying to write in the voice of a teen boy is like, this is, oh yeah, he would say dudette. You know, yeah. like that, like that, that's his, I, you know, it, and, and it, it's just like, I know that's a different thing than what you're saying, but it, it's, it just adds no. to the general inauthenticity yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause like a kid would never say that. And I mean, just in general. And so I, I think, think she was in her seventies by this time. Uh, I think she, got it. she did go ask Alice when she was like 54. Oh, wow. I read somewhere. But I mean the, like this book, part of why I'm so frustrated by it as well is just, it's such an inaccurate portrayal. I mean, I know it's an in inaccurate portrayal of kids, but like, <laughs> it's, it's an inaccurate portrayal of everyone and, <laughs> of, and yeah, humanity. Yeah, because like no one is. No this... one sounds like this except no. for this woman. Except that's the thing. Yeah. Is it's, it's not even like women of a certain age. It's not even women of a certain age who are Mormon. It's not even women of a certain age who are Mormon and live in Utah. It's not even women who are of a certain age and Mormon and live in Utah and write, and write fake, fake diaries for children. <laughs> it's specifically this woman talks like this and it yes. is unhinged it's an unhinged way of speaking it's so hyperbolic and and she's constantly stringing together descriptive like things just just to describe like one thing like let me see if i can like this no one of like this examples. low down dark mucky ugly mm -hmm. ooky yeah, place ooky, that i'm in ooky, well, it, like I used to be, I, and the, so it's not just that she speaks that way. It's that Sammy also speaks in this exact same Everyone manner. Everyone speaks like that. Yes. Everyone's, the dad speaks that way. The mom speaks that way. Everybody is constantly stringing together. Like, so the first thing I highlighted is, uh, Beatrice says, do you think maybe you're depressed? And Sammy says, no way. My mom probably gave you a bunch of gobbledygook poop about that. Actually, she has not clue one. What she's really looking for is absolute, complete, remote control of my life. Like, a bunch of gobbledygook poop? That's the most embarrassing how, shit I've ever fucking How am I really is. expected to believe that this is a real child? You've got to be, how did this woman get away with this for so long? Yeah. yeah and this the, was a poorly reviewed book. I'll give credit oh, good. to that at, at the time mm -hmm. good because it's pretty people bad. said it sounded like fake and trite and it is yeah it sounded and and certainly there wasn't i think as much conscious uh you know public consciousness of of talk therapy back in this era so maybe some of that stuff is like a little bit would, would you know was was less commented on but certainly i feel like anyone can be like this is not how a kid talks and also mm -hmm. less yes to your point uh, Lindsay, like this is just not how human beings talk to each other. Yeah, Th she's there's like also a weird robe, like a like somebody programmed an insane android. 
to speak like this. It really does kind of feel like an AI written YA book. It does. Like it's just like it's it yeah. just has no cadence of human speech. But the other thing that's strange about it is the pacing of it. Because mm-hmm. about, you know, and, and I'm reading on Kindle, so we're getting percentage in addition to pages. Mm-hmm. So like about at me about the twenty percent mark, I'm like, any tension in this is over. Like yeah. they have they yeah. they they address Sammy's problems pretty early on. He goes through his entire tortured past um as a uh, as a hoodlum and then they've basically been like well this is a problem you're depressed and you need to stop being depressed just be happy yeah he's like okay yeah sounds good i guess i'll come back and it's just like okay so this is it so then they get into exploring the rest of his family dynamic which so much is about um his shitty dad and then that's the rest of the book but it feels interminable it feels yeah. so long because it's so backloaded with the family therapy stuff which is even less authentic and more sluggish than the stuff that's with just with Sammy. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. like the it, kind of like he's like there, ready to leave it all behind after he had one session with her, ran away, right. had like three months of insanity. And now he's like, yep, positive thinking. Yeah, I'm cured. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Kelly. And Jesus. He, and Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He literally like there's no conflict, really. Like there's no it. like he doesn't. I guess he leaves. A, he and, backslides a couple times, but, but not nothing in real. the sessions too. Yes. Yes. never in the page. sessions. She's she's always. It's always he has done it somewhere off page, and then she gets him back within two sentences. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Wild Grain. What the freak is Wild Grain? You might ask. Well, if you keep listening, then the answer will come to you. So stop being so impatient. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. And every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The team at Wild Grain just sent me a new box. There was so much freaky yummy stuff inside. Let me tell you all about it. And also, okay, we've been talking lately about like maybe you are new to cooking or you don't really know about cooking. This is a perfect way for you to trick people into thinking that you are very good at cooking and baking. Because I had delicious like bake from frozen croissants, um, this like cheese sourdough bread loaf. Um, there's like a walnut sourdough loaf. They come out so crispy and delicious and totally made to impress. There were also some fresh pastas in there, which I definitely made, and I served it to my mother, and she was like, oh my god, this is so good, and I was like, yes, and I did not tell her it was Wild Grain, although maybe I should have, because they're sponsored. (laughs) But now you can fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries that you like. If you want a box of all bread, all pasta, or all pastries, you can have it! Plus, for limited time, you can get 30 bucks off of that first box. Plus, free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash teencreeps to start your subscription. And those croissants are good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box. Okay? And 30 bucks off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash teencreeps. That's wildgrain.com slash teencreeps. Or you can use promo code teencreeps at checkout. And, and she'll, she'll present him these ideas like, oh, you know, you can blast a light on your face and you'll feel better. And he's like, whoa, what a super idea. And I'm like, what, what kid is so open to every... Every every suggestion. suggestion. Yes. And and kind of going off of the point that I was um, trying to get at before, which is that, like, not only do no no one talk like this, but people aren't like this. Like, no, not like every person in this book is so like um, introspective and like like willing to dive into so game about everything like immediately yes the fact that that includes the fucking dad who yes supposedly sent sammy down this path with this one dark night that he can't even bring himself to talk about for months 
And then we find out what it was. And I don't know if we want to like save that in the way I, so the book, even though what the book is trying to do to, to extend like the tension of Sammy's story is it's not getting to what that, source the incident was yet so it's like yes sammy's cured but we're supposed to be like oh my god but what sent him down this path to begin with Mm -hmm. and then we get there and we're told and i'm like okay and on top of that okay is that sammy was fucking lying about the extent of it Right. For, because he didn't because he wanted to be like taken seriously by the therapist he wanted everyone to hate the dad as yeah. punishment because he hated his dad which just makes me it, it's just so deeply unhelpful to put this narrative out in the world that like so when kids tell you about child abuse like they could be exaggerating just to exactly. get you on their side like what the yeah. fuck are you doing you absolutely you this is so irresponsible you crazy crazy woman <laughs> this is so deeply irresponsible yeah it so really not only are you not proper this is not a proper like illustration of therapy but you're also implying that it's it's kind of your fault if you're depressed you just have to think your way out of it which is such a common that's the opposite of such a common saying in therapy which is you can't think your way out of a thinking problem no right and and it implies that kids might be making it up a little Mm mm-hmm yeah, I, I don't know, as I, was, as I was reading this, I was like, I don't know which is worse because there is the version where he's telling the truth, but still he reconciles with his dad and yeah, the mom was... is going to remarry him. And so like that's that's in of itself is like pretty noxious. But then the version where he's lying and it turns out that he was just like concocting this big, uh, you know, fabrication to push his dad out of his life and turn him into the villain. Like that's also that's probably more irresponsible. But either way is bad. But it all comes back back to the book's like very conservative Christian agenda of uh, what what's wrong with everyone with with a bunch of troubled kids' lives is they come from single parent homes, and mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to is like Sammy once once his parents yeah, get back together, that's an additional and of course his his birth father and birth mother that that's who should be his parents. You know that's the only parental unit that makes sense and uh, leads to a happy home. Like once that happens, his problems are going to be solved. And so everything should be driving towards that reunification. And all the kids, like all the all blunt and slice and cholo and thing in the gang, all those kids are described as coming from like single parent homes. Like, you know, and, and it's just like the the guy who he meets in the uh the 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 guy with the liver problem who he meets in the hospital after oh, he's yeah, been Rick the victim of a drive by shooting. Yeah. Him. He's also like a guy who came from a single parent home. And it's just sort of like this. Like, like that's the ill of society, and that's a really conservative thing that persists to this day. Yeah, the yeah. only, the only, it's like, and every opportunity she has to do the most irresponsible thing she does, except for, I guess she could have been a little more irresponsible if she had implied that Ricardo was able to hear, heal his liver with positive. <laughs> like, yeah. very, okay, well, Fair. Ricardo dies of his liver problem, so I guess at least that's realistic, like. Because Ricardo is like such a positive person. He teaches Sammy when Sammy ends up in the hospital to that like, wow, if this guy who's like dying can look at the positive aspect of life and not yell and not like be rude to the apparently evil hospital aides, then I guess I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like... (laughs) 
<laughs> and I was found like by this insane motorhome couple with a poodle named Pumpkin. And they oh, yeah. nursed and me cat. back to health. And I'm like, why aren't the parents calling your parents? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I and feel it's like, like everybody, everybody white has a leg up on mm-hmm. everybody not white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems to be a su- clear subtext here. I feel like this book kind of going back to what you were saying about like um, uh, that this kid, it turns out he lied, right? This book is not actually for like, I feel like Beatrice Sparks PhD (laughs) quotes. PhD in what? Purports that this book. Finger painting. Yeah. (laughs) Basket weaving. Underwater basket weaving. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, The. This she purports that this book is to help troubled kids, right? This book is not for troubled kids because this is for dumb parents to give their troubled kids and it not work. Yeah, this right. is literally like the scared straight programs that ended up with kids fucking dying in the woods. But like because it's such a cop out, right? Like okay, so this kid was like fucking abused by his dad. What we're basically being told here is like yeah, but it's probably all just in your head. And like, mm, dad's not that bad. You well, just want him to. It's like, yeah, sure, your dad abused you, but like, you can only control how you react to situations. It's like, that's. Well, but this didn't even happen to him. In some cases. Yeah, but it didn't even happen to him. And yeah. the, the kids like Cholo and whatever and whatever, like all these other kids, this book is not for them. Because like, when he's thinking about those other kids, he's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, they are just, you know, in gangs because their lives are so fucked up and whatever. And really, like, the only uh, person that, like, is worth looking at is this guy, the principal, Dr. P? Yes. Dr. D. Dr. D, who um, is an upstanding African-American gentleman. Who, who also comes from a single parent mm-hmm. home. But right. he got himself out of it. And it's very like pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of thing. But also it does seem to imply that there are some people, even though, even though in the therapy sessions, again, quote, she's like, hey, that kid that you don't like at school, like who thinks he's hot stuff, like let's have some empathy for him, right? And like, yeah, let's unpack why he might be bullying you. Mm -hmm. But that same amount of grace does not extend to people like Slice or people like Thing or people like, because remember when he's like in the hospital and Ricardo's dying and then there's like these mean boys that are also patients? Yeah, this is just like an imagined like inhumanity that doesn't actually exist, that someone would be in a hospital room, you know, mocking this guy. Like like, like his fellow patients would be like making fun of him for, you know, or this. there's the same sort of thing when like Dr. D who's talking about his rough upbringing um, in yes. Chicago, where he's like, if I got 100 on a test, I'd get beaten up. It's just like, this is like an imagined thing yeah. that doesn't, you know what I mean? And 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 to what you were saying about some kids are beyond hel- helping, which is like a big theme of this book, is yes. that some kids are so bad. Is it a big reform that Dr. D is the big new 
principal who comes in, um, they make a point of saying he fires his teachers. Again, very conservative thing that the bad guys are the teachers unions and we can't get bad teachers out of classrooms. He fires the teachers uh, and then he institutes a new policy which just takes all of the kids who are in gangs and then sends them to an alternative school. So he's like, like this is the problem here is that the school isn't segregated enough. Uh, we mm-hmm. need to make sure that you go someplace else and that we we, we make our, instead of trying to help these kids, uh, they're going to be someplace else and we're just going to pretend this problem doesn't exist. Well, it's and like it's uh, magnet yeah. and charter it's schools. It's like pretty yeah. clear 100%. that the reason she does this is because she doesn't know how to write her way out of the problem of what happens when Sammy goes back to this school where he had been in this gang. Yes, what happens right, right, when he right. goes back and he doesn't want to participate in gang activities and her advice was like, we'll try to talk it out with him. Yeah. And and then he he's like, okay, I guess I will try that. And then he comes back the next day and he's like, turns out they've all been shipped to the community college and I don't have to deal with it. And I was like, well, isn't that convenient, Beatrice? Right. So fanficy. It's so like not yeah, like so like, wow, all my problems were solved off page behind the scenes and I didn't have to do anything. The, the my path is just paved for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I ha- and weirdly, I, I, my high school kind of did do that. There was a, a community college directly across the like alleyway from San Diego High. And kids who were, it, there was a the community college and then like another smaller high school for the more like troubled kids. And so if you really acted out at San Diego High, you'd just get like sent across the alley to this other school and like nobody would, <laughs> you just didn't have to deal with it anymore with the regular kids. Yeah, I think she's describing, I mean, she is describing a real thing, but yeah. she's very much couching it as a positive. Yeah, and that, she's doing a- it so that she doesn't have to work on the problem of what the fuck Sammy does. For sure. Mm-hmm. No, that it also has it has its narrative value. Um, I, I, I think just like, first off, back to Dr. Davidson, one of the things I, I highlighted just because it's just like, it's such a, it's just such a dumb turn of phrase as this book <laughs> is filled with them. Okay, back to Dr. This is Sammy describing to his therapist what what's cool about Dr. D. <laughs> okay, back to Dr. Davidson. In some ways, he's not like me at all. He had nothing, and he clawed his way up to what he calls his plateau of contentment. Wow, a man can dream. A plateau of contentment. That's where I want to be someday. That's Up where, there on the plateau. Yeah, that's where you can... That is truly uh, giving up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, though, kind of going like the turns of phrase, something she does consistently in this book is attempt to make herself quotable by literally including some text in italics or all caps yes. and being like 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 so they're either her screaming in this moment or yeah. or she's trying to make right. herself like get, like yeah create her own catchphrases yeah. and shit. yeah there's a part also okay this part i was like we need to get this mom out of here okay <laughs> mom is in a a fucking gorilla uh, therapy session. She does mm-hmm. not know what's about to happen to her. So she's like du- just done some like hypnotism or something with Dr. B. Oh, yeah. Her insistence in like the first two sessions on doing hypnosis and then it never comes up. Never again. again. Yes. right. Never again. But this is just how I'm like, first of all, uh, this mom is the most like suggestible. Or a suggestible, but like also like what's the word like I- introspective, right? And like 
actively yeah, trying to do the right like thing. immediately internalizes what Beatrice tells them and is like, wow, I guess that's true. Or like they're all can answer these questions really easily. For people whose lives were so fucked, they're awfully aware of what their problems are yeah. to begin with. That's right. my issue is that yeah. like no one, most people. The emotional intelligence on display is unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And everyone, everyone, even the fucking little girls. Are, yes. are, are like that. But so, okay. So she's in this hypnotherapy session. And so, so she's like, do you think you can do it to the mom to like do these hypnotherapy sessions by herself or something? In her yeah. Room? Come back to the listening lab oh and God. you can just listen to your own therapy sessions over and over again in a beanbag chair under a light, yes. like under <laughs> a lamp that's like beaming into your fucking yeah, retinas. Like, okay. No, I know I can do it. I must for my girls and my job and my sanity as well as for Sammy. Now, how can I handle the fearful, overwhelming thoughts that clutch and claw at me during a lot of torturous, endless black nights? So then she tells her to like do these exercises. The same way. And then she's like, okay, you need to exercise control. That is interesting. I'd never thought of control as being a friendly kind of word before. Now, this is what this fucking quack tells her. Sometimes you may have to get up out of your warm, soft bed and exercise vigorously to prove to yourself that you control your body as well as your mind. Tell yourself, all caps, move out legs, move out arms, move up legs, move up arms, etc. And whatever you do, don't let the unseen, unreal, all caps, night bogeys get to you until they have control over you. I suspect most people on earth have at one time or another had the tormenting night bogeys creep around in their heads trying to nibble away at their brains. I was like, don't talk to this woman as if she knows what the fuck night bogeys are. Yeah. yeah. And don't talk to this woman as if night bogeys are something we all know what they are. What, what the, the fuck is I a mean, night I bogey? Know, I do know what you mean, but like, this is not a common phrase no. in culture. No. We don't no. all term it night bogeys. It's like, you know, like, Oh, you get creeped out in the middle of the night. It's overwhelming or, yeah, and like, whatever. But night, night bogeys. bogeys? So that's something just common in society that we all say to each other. Like, that's no, mm, nobody talks like Nobody person. talks like this. I must. I must. I must increase yeah. my bust. <laughs> <laughs> I highlighted the same, the same passage just because night bogeys in all caps, which happens multiple times, is just so like, what the fuck? What is going on here? Yes. Like, what? What is this invented thing and that everyone just like accepts immediately? But what you were saying about, so there's there's the two little sisters. There's Dana and Dory. Yes. Uh, who are both younger than Sammy. I think Dory is either six or ten. She's written as very young. Mm-hmm. But in terms of not talking like real people, her voice reminded me of like when like a Twitter political person makes up something their kids said. Yes. Like, you know, it's like. And like, then everyone si- stood up and clapped. Yeah, exactly. My six-year-old was watching C-SPAN and said, uh, uh, "Why does Mitch McConnell have to lie to the people?" You know, oh, yeah. like it's just like it's just that's that's what she sounds like. She doesn't sound like a kid at all. Yeah, no. yeah. And then she also like grasps all the concepts intuitively, like very quickly in a way a kid would not under mm-hmm. would not at all. Like she doesn't understand a vocabulary word, but then the vocabulary word is explained to her. She's like, "Oh, I get it. I understand what's going on here." Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like she didn't hear that word before, but the concept makes perfect sense to her. Yes, no, yeah. that's not that's not how it works. I yeah. just You're wonder if Beatrice Sparks has ever <laughs> talked to anybody in her life. I think because at this point how, it had maybe been a good 20 years. Right? Because like, how can you think anybody fucking talks like this? Okay. 
so then this w- w- one of the moments when he's like explaining oh man i can't believe that this happened to me and like this is one of the beginning parts of my downfall and this was after it happened uh-huh. um so it's when he fucking punches the shit out of his girlfriend yes and it wouldn't be a beatrice sparks book if she could not slide in the fact that on the way home i stopped at the bookstore and bought a vampire book and a possessed by demons book <sighs> I was totally stunned by the number of books there were on the subjects. They disgusted me, but they fascinated me too. A couple of weeks (laughs) or months or something passed and the supernatural became my natural. I combined all the bookstores for works on witchcraft and devil worship, convincing myself that I was just seeking information. Gangster rap became my music of choice. Okay, that's the passage that's I highlighted not, specifically. Yeah. How at least get the connect? specifics right. At least have it be Marilyn yes. Manson. Yes. But no, he's yes. getting into Satanism, but he's listening to gangster, gangster rap? rap? They are no, not just talking about that. Yeah. No, these are different buckets. This yes. is just a checklist of, of 90s suburban anxieties. Yeah, it's just things that teens are interested in. And she just assumes that they're all connected. She's they're like, I guess connected. gangster rap uh, uh, also talks about Satanism. Right. Just because it's something she's personally afraid of. But she can't yeah. even get 90s satanic panic right. She really is not fucking talking to anybody because no, she's so, so cloistered. It's so, <laughs> it's insane. I, so I highlighted so many passages of Sammy sounding like a non human. <laughs> so she's, this is in the beginning and he's, he, she's coaching him to like the, the let one little beam of sunlight float softly into uh. your brain section. And he's saying, I don't want to. I like it here inside myself where I'm protected, where it's all mushy and squished together and quick, sandy, tarish black. I'm up to my neck in the goo, almost gone. I'm almost a forever part of the forever black nothingness that forever floats slowly between the planets and the black galaxy through black infinity, just waiting for my mouth and nose to be sucked under and filled up. What are you what are you talking fucking about? talking about? What are you talking, <laughs> talking about? about? Also, he keeps referring to his okay, his mind at that time as the evil demon planet of the black worlds. What are you talking what, about? What are you fucking saying? That's never this like nonsense. No this one n- says that. Just fucking like stream of consciousness. This is just how a a woman in her 70s at this point thinks a 15-year-old boy thinks about his own depression. No. No, 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 no. It's almost impressive how disconnected from human speech yes. it is. It's just such a weird, just a, a bizarre way of saying things. Um, Just talking about his descent when he's chronicling it, and this is another thing where it's just like, uh, okay, this is this is from Sammy here. Gang guys don't pledge their allegiance to their country, their religion, or their family. They're only in supreme allegiance to the gang. Loyalty to it is first, foremost, and supreme. After I got a graffiti tattoo and started wearing grungies and other the ripped grungies, off stuff. The grungies. Grungies? What? So, she, so she's heard of tattoo. grunge music and so she refers to the clothes as grungies, grungies, I guess. But then it's also, it's like it's like distressed clothing. Like that's part of the thing. But then at the same time, he's also talking, my self-righteous better than me says... It's not, yeah, no, but then, and but then that goes right into then, like the couple sentences later. My self righteous, better than me sisters said every bad thing they could think of about my oversized clothes. I was like, okay, that like that's like a, it, now it's just like a, back a grab to bag like, of specifics, yeah. yeah. But grunge is not grunge not is not connected. gangster not rap, not connected. Okay, and not all, not, not even all rap is the same. Yes, as gangster, no. specifically no. gangster rap. Like, no. <laughs> she just like and, read two articles and then just like 
That's what I was wondering. Is like, Lumped what is she? Together. What conservative media is she consuming at the time? Because this is pre Fox News, uh, and I I don't know. I guess guess probably, probably just like newspapers. Yeah, probably like Newsweek magazine, oh, USA Today, or minutes. something. I sixty, bet. 60 minutes, minutes. Yeah, sixty, 60 minutes. minutes. Inside Edition. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, probably like just news the local magazine shows. Yeah, the Provo, Utah local news yeah. yes. that you know is talking night, about news. carjackings and stuff. Like, oh my God, crime is out of control. Um, but it, it it is just like again, it's just it's and, and the other things that are that there's just like the idea of like her hang or like him hanging out with street gangs, which was a oh big thing. And I mean, like it was this this is just all the stuff I remember from being a teenager in the '90s of like this is a, everything that I was told was bad, and mm-hmm. it's just he's doing all of it. Yeah, it's all the Nancy Reagan, like right yes, for sure, very yeah. Nancy scare Reagan. shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just realized I mean, where where's your kid, right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's eleven p.m. Where's where your, is your child? Where's your child? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I realized what her speech reminds me of. She sounds like Annie Wilkes in Misery. Oh <laughs> shit! She t- actually she talks like, like that, and yeah. she has all of her characters in her. It's that like made weird, up sweet like little that. girl shit too. Yeah, and yeah. like the like. The the like hunky dory, gooky, yeah. like the the like cutesy cutification of instead of saying a bad word, she says something bad and like adds an ie to it. Mm-hmm. Like you're all this stinky, poopy, evil, bad, baddie, bad stuff inside me. me yeah, me, 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 me. Well, you know, if you have a lot of really bad stuff inside of you, there's some like really cool exercises that you can do um, from this book. Like, for example, okay, there's a part. First of all, and this is just another thing where I'm like, you don't fucking talk to people. She says, want to take a little pop test? I'm like, pop test, pop quiz. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to show you the first picture for the viewers who get to see this and we'll describe it for people who can't see. Um, By so the, the way, I love this part. This, this is part, the part I, like, I laughed I'm back. so hard. This is great. I, this, I was laughing. lost me for a bit, but I'm a, I'm a boy. So hard. I love this. Okay. Yeah. So the first picture <laughs> is like, it's, it's just like a, <laughs> like a generic face. face. A generic like It's fa- like, um, like Wooly Willy from this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The default Wooly Willy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she gives it to him and she's like, she just hands him that and a black felt tip pen. And he... He goes to bad boy town on this thing, okay? He draws such a naughty little naughty. Strange hair, glasses, a mustache, a huge frown, and some moles with hair sticking out of them on the above sketch. So then I handed him the drawing on the next page and asked him to do with it what he had done with the first sketch. Such a liar, such a liar. And here's this second image. Hold on, okay. (laughs) And for those who can't see, it is the most janked up looking drawing of. Jesus, Jesus Christ, holding, holding what I lamb. think is a lamb. <laughs> yeah. This is the ugliest fucking drawing I've ever seen. Um, Ugly, lumpy Jesus. And then she hands it to him. And also there's like, in case you don't know, it's Jesus. There's like a hill with a, a little cross. So he's about to he's about to end his life at this moment. Okay, this, yeah. this is like pre-death Jesus. He found the, a lamb on his way to being fucking like crucified. It looks like a puppy. And so... Like the Romans are about to come in and carry him off up to that cross. But first, he has to do a little <laughs> like, like side eye glamour. <laughs> He's like, okay, wait, but first, a, first a quick drawing of me because I look so cute right now. So <laughs> then, so she hands it to him and she's like, do the same thing. And he's like, whoa, I can't do that. And she's like, why not? And he's like, because it's Jesus. And she's like, so? Actually, this part is kind of making me laugh because it's, have you guys been watching, um, I keep calling it Top Detective, True Detective, Night 
country. <laughs> I haven't seen the new season yet. Oh, it's I very good. Watched any yet. Yeah. Top Detective is a great pitch. Top Detective. I keep yeah. saying Top Detective and then I'll catch it and I'll be like, who will be Top Detective? Yeah. Um, a true crime reality show. Yeah. That would do numbers. But it's just like one of the characters is like um, a cop and her thing is like to be like, ask the question like to her um, inferior and the inferior has to like ask questions. She'd be like, that's not the right question. Ask the question. It reminds mm. me of this because she's like, um, why not? And he's like, because it's Jesus. And she's like, so? And he's like, it wouldn't be <laughs> like showing the proper. She's building such a, <laughs> I know. A, a perfect argument for him to like talk himself into. But uh, the thing is, it works, guys. It work, and what it, works, and he works. Gets it exactly. Because he's like, it wouldn't I be showing have... the proper. Re I would have been like, like, I would have gotten the picture of Jesus and been like, okay. And then drawn it. And she would have been like, hmm. Okay. You're beyond help. <laughs> You're Satan's yeah, spawn. That's the thing is like she doesn't want to confront the as an author doesn't actually want to confront that. Well, there would be some kids who would happily deface a picture yeah. of of Jesus. And that, but then it's also like the but in this reality too, like versus our reality. I think if a, if a therapist actually did this exercise, they would lose their license. Yeah. Right. You can't, if they're yeah. just like you'd have to specifically know that like this is a Christian therapist. Right, with, and like, probably not an actual therapist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like practice. Right, and you'd have to be okay with that. Yeah, this is like a youth pastor yeah, who says he's is, a therapist. You know, you know what it is? Yeah, it's like the kind of therapy that you get when like your husband's cheating on you, and you guys go to the the pastor to try and make it work. Right, and then he hands you both a picture of Jesus Christ, and and all of the exercises are for what the wife has to do to yeah. make it okay. And well, you of know right. what? What are you not <laughs> providing that he's not getting? Um. So he goes, it wouldn't be showing the proper re. Oh, I get it now. You're trying to graphically teach me the respect lesson, the do unto others as as oh, I would do to Jesus. <laughs> it's I, such. <laughs> the fact that one, that's the lesson you're teaching through your therapy and the and two, how quickly he catches on, because if even like truly me, if you had handed me a photo, I then would have started. I wouldn't have like happily defaced Jesus even. I mean, I probably wouldn't have defaced the first guy either. I would have just like, I would have drawn, just drawn facial a face. features. Yeah. yeah. And then if you handed me Jesus, I'd be like, oh, okay. And I'd probably start drawing like trees in the background and like other animals that would be around him. I would just think my job was to finish, finish the drawing, the picture. I wouldn't think like, whoa, because it's it's also assuming that every single kid you give the first drawing to is going to deface it. the guy. Yes, yeah. I know. And that's just not it's so necessarily like what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. It's These like people... such a made-up little scenario that you're like, this woman sits at home fantasizing about like, if I was a therapist, here's mm -hmm. what I would do. And I think it would go like this. And, and the kid would be like so happy and I'd be able to fix the whole family and I'd be able to get the husband and wife back together. And even the, <laughs> the two cute little girls and they would come in and they would love me so much and they'd invite me to Christmas and Thanksgiving and like, shut the fuck up. You're insane. Just go yeah. meet people. Go meet people. It literally reminds me of like what I would write in my diary when I was 13 of like mm -hmm. fake scenarios of like my crush walks in and then like, yes, he does this and I do this and then and like, he'd be all and then I'd be all yeah. and then he'd be all <laughs> okay but um so like so so after he has is like oh you're teaching me the Jesus listen and she's like do you believe that and he's like yes and then she goes then maybe we'd better start trying a little harder to live what we believe right right and with your help and moms and Dr. D's I think I can no 
I know I not only can have more respect for myself, but I can help teach others to have more respect for themselves. Dr. D is an ideal example of the respect thing. From what you've told me about him, I'm sure he is. It's too bad all kids don't have a few Dr. Davidsons in their lives. Yeah, some kids so did, funny. and then Dr. Davidson was like, get out of my school. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Dr. Davidson is not the same to all kids. No. Oh, shit. Only okay, I'm sorry. You guys, deserve him. you guys Only you guys, white kids you guys, you guys, who dabbled in gang. <laughs> Well, no, you can be mostly part, white kids. You he's, can, you can, he's ha- you, partly you can, Mexican, and yes. his mom was never ashamed of her part Mexicanness. Yeah, you can, you can very be a very Mexican. weird sentence. Um, yeah. um, okay, hold on. So sh- he's talking about um, Doctor D and how he's like so cool, and he literally so says, cool. he literally fucking says, I can't, I fear, like I, I need to like take some blood pressure medication because I'm like so. Doesn't he sound like the dandiest dude of dudedom? This kid's getting his ass kicked. Like, this kid's, this kid's <laughs> not getting jumped into a gang. He's it. getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Lindsay and I... Stop talking like a Mormon woman in her 70s, Sammy. <laughs> no, literally, Lindsay and Fit I... the fuck like, in. A couple episodes ago did say that some people need to be bullied. Like, some people <laughs> do. And I think that this kid needs the shit kicked out of him. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. we have... we uh, Yeah, we've, uh, <laughs> we've run the gamut from gentle... Some people need gentle bullying to... Put us in a room with this man and a pair yeah. of brass knuckles, yeah, please. Just, uh, just give me an hour. Just give me an hour <laughs> alone with this guy. I, I, I do think. I mean, he did get the shit kicked out of him a couple times, but and it didn't work. It got him to this point, so it actually had the right. opposite effect. No, he that's needs, true. he needs the gentle bullying of a Doctor Davidson, <laughs> sending him yeah. to a different school. Yeah. <laughs> um, going, we've given Jesus up Christ. on you. <laughs> right. I'm going to focus another... on this only quarter Mexican kid. Yeah. Well, the, um, he changes his tude. It's true. Uh, the Annie Wilkes characterization, I think, is really good. I was thinking about that because I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that actually really does kind of hit on how she talks. This is a thing that the, that the, the therapist says, um, and this sounds like a line that Kathy Pates would say uh, to James Caan when he first gets the hint that something is amiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's like, oh. oh the- this woman yeah. might hobble me. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh, Samuel Gordon, you're so bright. I want to screw off the top of your head and pat your brain. Yeah, that. I that, highlighted that. Really well. unsettling. That. Really weird. Really weird thing to say. Has anyone said that to anyone? No. The woman I, I know might have said it. I mean, she didn't, <laughs> but I feel like it's something she would say. Or maybe this, she has. And I also don't, like, okay, I really didn't under... Because sometimes he says shit right sometimes he'll say bad words but then sometimes he'll say like crappy crap crap yeah and it's all at the same period of his life it's like all when he's like a bad boy i just you wouldn't say crappy crap crap if you're also saying shit yeah pick a lane hey Um, but by the way, I'm I'm back on the because you were talking about the the part where he's t- ordered to, to he has a face that he's supposed to draw on, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, okay, so what did he do exactly? Because like I was like, oh right, he he like drew like a knife in his head and something and bleeding. Is no. like no, no. After Sammy had drawn strange hair, glasses, a mustache, a huge frown, and some moles with hair sticking out of them on the above sketch, so like a, like a four year old's idea yeah. of like yeah. a prank. It's like, like it's not what a trouble teen would do. That to the Jesus drawing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and, at least try like a dick like pointing at him or something. Or yeah, like, you like know, a like gun a, like, in his mouth or like, exactly. yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, eating yeah. the head off a baby or something. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's no. not even as bad as like literally putting X's over the eyes. It's just like right, he's right, right. frowning. He's got and a mole with hair, which like, you know what? 
Some people have moles with hairs. Right. Yeah. It's it's very um, Beatrice. It's very like it's such a sheltered idea of like what a disturbed quote disturbed person like because she cannot truly fathom. I don't like actual dark thoughts, actual dark thoughts. Like, well, I think and, and partly based on what she says in here and not just like knowing she's a Mormon lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's the kind of woman who believes that there is true good and true evil. Yeah. And that Sammy's the kind of kid who is just like seduced by evil and can be brought back, but that there are other kids who are actually like born to be evil and beyond right. help. And mm-hmm. she doesn't think about having therapy sessions with them. She's like a fucking like exorcist. Yeah. Needs to take care of those kids. Because I'll those take are, care of the yeah. good kids who were merely influenced by the evil kids. Well, and like it, it when she starts explaining, she keeps like name dropping Prozac for some reason. But then she's like, you don't need that because you can control your chemicals. And that I was like, that is fucking psychotic to say to somebody. Yes, right. You can control your chemicals. At, what, <sighs> what is especially dangerous, too, is there is some basis to some of what she's saying that well, like, yeah yes if you get in a negative thought spiral your cortisol levels spike that that has this whole host of other uh cause and effect consequences mm-hmm. and and like it it isn't helpful to just sit and ruminate and ruminate on the negative but to imply that like all this kid who ran away from home for three oh god and then we find out that he was just imagining being a part of the extent of the gang activity in Wait, Los really? Angeles. Yeah, yeah I was kind of like glazing by the end. He sent her a letter. Okay, so I'll read. Oh, Let me no. find that letter. It's insane. It's insane. What? Um, it's like, I think it's like a way to be like, like, oh, by the way, in case you're reading this book and are worried, are thinking like, this is a bad kid who should be punished. He didn't wasn't actually bad. He just like made up a lot of. He this just stuff. he thought he was bad because he was so yeah. drugged out. Or right. or it's like what? No, I know that like other kids might need need more extensive therapy, but this kid truly only needed these twelve sessions because he actually hadn't done anything. It's it's so like covering her own butt or something. <laughs> Well, that's why he can be cured by optical illusions. Mm-hmm. If you just look exactly. at these pictures. Oh, my God. These ones. That was, what was that? When it gets to that passage and it's like, it's, just, it's not even. Yeah, it, it, it's just classic optical illusions. Classic. This is like stuff I would have like in a joke book. Yeah, when or I like was a like highlights magazine. Exactly. Or... Right, right, right. And and so it's like literally like the, the two women. Like, like is it oh, two right. women looking at each oh, other yeah, or is it a vase? The vase or this one. Yeah, is exactly. It, two. Right. A vase or two faces? Yeah, vase or two faces. And, and like, but that's, but it's trying, like, you know, crowbar to be making some point about mental health. But it's really just, it, like, I kind of liked it because I know these pages were just flying by. Yeah. Um, it made it really fast. It, yeah. 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 I but was it was like, also oh, thank like, God, I got to go to bed. Well, yeah. This one, this one made me laugh the most because this was the most crowbarred one. So, okay, it's just like an image of this, right? And yes. Usually the, for the, for the listeners, it's like, it's like a either like a chevron type thing or two pages together yeah. or two walls meeting or something. So like that. the like the general thing when you usually look at these is like you look at it and you go, oh, it could be a, a corner facing you or a corner going away from you. That's crazy if you just like shift your perspective. 
But then it's like, are you sitting tensely in a dark corner of your dark little room looking at another dark corner of your room? And then you flip it over. Are you looking at your book of life with its awesome pages turned away from you? <laughs> it's like, that's not... <laughs> The general interpretation of that picture, that's right. specifically your, Beatrice Sparks, insane interpretation of that picture. All right, here's the letter that he writes. So this is after the session with the fucking dad. Sammy finally faces seeing blah, blah, blah. I, I guess we'll give it away at the end and not before. Um, so like they, they go through that and then Sammy left the following note in my mailbox. Dear Dr. B., I stayed awake most of last night rethinking my West Coast nightmare. I can't believe a nice kid like me from a nice family and home like mine could ever have sunk so totally into such an insane hellhole. The more sanely I try to disconnect each single incident and go over it in the tiniest possible detail, the more I know now for certain that a lot of the stuff I thought I did do or did witness, I didn't actually do or personally see. Does that make sense to you? Probably not. Well, I'll try to explain. When I this is a letter, by the way. You could like, why are you like talking? including this? Yeah. Yeah. When I was trashed on drugs and stuff to the point where I didn't know which way was up, I didn't know the difference between movies and videos and me watching them or being a part of them. Like I thought I was a part of the wetback thing. And now I know I really wasn't because I remember the rest of the movie. It's weird. Scary black weirder than weird. Anyway, now I'm positively, absolutely positive I did not do some of the stuff I told you I did. I feel so good to know that, and I think you'll feel good too. It's 3 a.m., and now that I've delivered this note to you, maybe I'll be able to sleep. See you soon, Sammy, with all kinds of flourishes. Yeah, um, just casually sneaking a slur in there too, I know which the slur. is like a big thing in this book of just like, wait, what? Yeah, because yeah. what he, he said he did was like participated in these like um systematic like muggings of people trying to cross the border into the united states yeah but then uh, they, they then he's like using a slur to refer yeah, to them yeah called them wetbacks yeah. yeah it's really really weird um the uh and also okay then what was the fucking movie sammy what yeah was exactly the what happened movie you were watching it's so funny did all this because i remember this is just how checked out i was at the end i remember reading that letter and just, I was like, whatever. Like, I didn't yeah, even okay, process that he fake. <laughs> but, but also, this implies something is very wrong with Sammy. Because he th he is hallucinating. He doesn't know reality he from He doesn't fantasy. know reality yeah. from fantasy. Yes, yeah. And that's never addressed. Uh, <laughs> there's also, I think a big part of it, too, is the reason it feels like you just sort of like, bla like it, it's because it, it, I felt the same thing. It was just sort of floating over me as I was reading the back end of the book is because like about 70% of the way through all the narrative tension is resolved. It's done. The family is back together. They're having a group family session where everyone is just agreeing with each other and saying we need to work on things. And it's just treading that same ground endlessly. I guess so Beatrice Sparks can show her research of all these, you know, uh, uh, these exercises that she's learned all for groups to do. these exercises. Yeah, like, like sharing a bottle of pop amongst everyone it's it's very strange um oh yeah but there's also another and this this is just another specific i highlight this is a tangent but when so a big part is sammy is reconnecting with his father lance who i guess is like weirdly it's like a tech asshole thing like he, he becomes a part of i yeah, was shocked that he was yeah silicon valley guy yeah he but goes yeah, to silicon he, valley and gets into he became cocaine. a computer programmer and right. left and and decided his family wasn't quote with it enough for him <laughs> Yep. yep. Um, so, but but Sammy and Lance have in in common a love of music, 
And so when he, mm-hmm. they're talking about reconciling, one of the things Sammy says to his therapist is uh, about his dad. He even had the guts to send me his old original Fats Waller music chart that he knew I'd always coveted. Now, this book was published in 1996. It's discussing a 15-year-old boy, and Fats Waller died in 1943. I looked it up. <laughs> so that he wanted, like, an old jazz pianist, like, like, like tablature? Like, like, what child is this? I yeah. will grant you that kick. Kids can have extremely specific old timey interests. Sure, like I yeah, was of listening course. to a lot of the like Great American Songbook. Like, if if you had asked me at fifteen who my favorite singer was, I would have said Ella Fitzgerald, yeah, mm-hmm. or Fiona Apple, one of the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the fact that that is within this it, entirely like made up character yeah. on top of that is like, you know, straw that broke the camel's back. That's not real. Yeah, he's he's a specific he's supposed to be like a troubled teen archetype. So if he's that kid, like it it doesn't make sense that this coexists with this uh, this other specific. Yeah. To to go back to the fact that like she can't even make she can't even distinguish her way of speaking with Sammy's way of speaking. Um so like this is how she describes something. Um when she's talking about like something being good. We laughed gently and it was like lovely, bright springtime returning after a long, cold, dangerously dark, hard winter. And then he is saying like, I'm allowing, I'm allowing. Let's get on with my from repulsive maggot to beautiful butterfly type metamorphosis. Oh, that. I hope. Or, oh. or like I was a happy, sunshiny, self-confident king of the mountain type little kid. That whole king of the mountain type, like the game king of the mountain she describes as like, I don't know what this game is that you're talking about. Even after we got the divorce, which hurt a whole lot, I felt I was special and that I could lick the world at anything I cared about. Lick it the just, world. It just, it sounds can, so. Saying you can lick anything. Yeah. You, there's no way you were born before no. like 1970. <laughs> they no sound like the way. little kids in like a, a live action Disney, a not well-known live action Disney movie. Like right, Son for sure. of Flubber. Yeah. Like you yes. sound like a child. It's like, yeah. Yeah, they, Kurt they, Russell is playing the older kid yeah. to this kid in or a like, bad seventies yeah, Disney like movie. Like you're the kids in Hot Lead and Cold Feet. Like, why are you acting like these? Like, it's so weird. There's also yeah. like a cutesy family moment that I fucking hated. Um, so it's Dory, which is she's the youngest. One? The youngest. Dory is the youngest, one. and then Dana is the. Dana seems like maybe the only person who has a, a decent head on their shoulders in the whole. Play. Yeah, because Dana, Dana also barely talks. Yeah. She's got to get yeah, out of there. Exactly. So it's so it's in this little scene lit. It's going to be Lance, um, which is dad, Dory, which is the littlest girl, Sammy, the the disturbed boy, and then Doctor B. So Dory says, "I believe it because I feel good when I do good." Doctor B says. That's as absolute a reason and proof of the power of goodness and love as there can possibly be. Sammy says, I second that. Lance, I third it. Dory, I fourth it. This whole fucking family. It's just such a fucking and, and the bloodline. Lie. And the bloodline. And the bloodline. And the bloodline. Such a lie. I hope their McMansion has a carbon monoxide leak, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take them all horrible. out. We all Make laughed and all clapped. Out. Yeah, for Sammy. Sammy, the big black boggling bugger bogey bopper. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst.
worst thing I've ever read. It's really, it's really one of the. You found the worst one. I'm trying not to be hyperbolic, but it is one of the worst books I've ever read. It's so bad. It's so. It's just such. It's just the fact that it's just such a lie. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. My hand reached out and patted his knee. You're a good kid, Sammy. He smiled. You sound like my mom. I take that as a compliment. It is. He gave me two high fives. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, yeah. No, he didn't. Uh, pew, pew. Like. Speaking of this, feel, just feeling like a lie and feeling inauthentic. <laughs> the, so when he's talking about his, because he has the big, in the big pivotal scene in therapy, kind of the breakthrough is when he's talking about what happened with his father. When when it. he was staying with his dad. Yeah, he finally gets yeah, to it. Yeah, let's finally get it. into it. Yeah. Um. So he sees his dad with some of his Silicon Valley buddies uh, hanging out in the living room of like their apartment where they're staying because the parents are separated. Uh, and uh, he he's peeking downstairs. They were getting ready to snort cocaine. I'd never seen anyone doing it for real, but of course I'd seen it done on TV and in the movies. It was sick, sick and sickening. In their stupid stone condition, they weren't even men anymore. They were mindless, slippery, slimy, drooling, non-humanoid animals slumped on the couch. All right, so okay, that's not done, how coke works. I've never done cocaine, but I, yes, I know you're that's not, not how coke works. I know that you're not doing the you're fentanyl not lean. Listen, you're not you're ripping like, fat, yeah. ripping fat lines of coke, and then just this is your going brain like, on coke. Yeah. <laughs> no, instead, you're thinking that you're the fucking most interesting person in the room and talking to everybody a lot. Right, you're talking like too fast. You're talking a lot. You think that every idea you have is like the best idea ever. Right. No, this this is like it, it's. I mean, it's just the wrong drug. Yeah, And it's just, I mean, I guess they, there is maybe a reading of this where it's just like, well, Sammy's lying about everything, but yeah. that doesn't make it, then it all just falls apart if that's the case. Yeah. So I, it's, it's just, she didn't do, she, she did like no research. That's Not, another aspect that's almost impressive about this book that you yeah. can just write, like, I'm gonna write a book about teens using drugs and joining gangs and I'm doing no research. Yeah. I'm not well, even going to look into what a drug does, does. to a person yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to look into like, does uh, rap talk about Satanism. Yeah, yeah, right. No, <laughs> no, but she, not like the no. She has a fundamental misunderstanding of drugs, like even yeah, and always has. from the get go. Because remember, at, in Go Ask Alice, the girl, her first drug that she does is acid, and then she graduates to weed. You guys, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's really scary. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I know we already did acid, but like. Did you I'm hear not that ready Alice for, is doing for, weed? I'm not ready for Bud, <laughs> a.k.a. marijuana, parentheses. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that, like, sweet, sweet MJ marijuana. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> or she's like, um, uh, this guy's na- nickname is Blunt. That's a cigarette for marijuana. Yeah, there's literal or, or, parentheticals like, explaining Marijuana things. cigar. Right. <laughs> marijuana cigar. I guess to her audience of probably other, you know, 70-year-old women living in the <laughs> greater Salt Lake City area, it's like yeah. explaining what a blunt is. It took me a really long time to, like, even figure out whether or not Sammy was, like, speaking in parentheticals to explain it to her. I know. Or whether yeah, right. she was adding this after the fact. And finally, it was, like, confirmed that she was adding it after the fact. But it reads, like, truly... Truly insane for a while because he's like, yeah, I was talking to my friend Blunt, a kind of marijuana cigar, and he said that blah 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 blah. blah. And I was like, okay, well now you've really lost what a child, yeah. like what any human being sounds like if they're like if he's talking in parentheticals to explain every bit of terminology to you. 
I mean, I knew that she was adding the parentheticals only because I was under the misconception that she was transcribing these from a male therapist <laughs> session. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, Okay. Then one day, thing a member of the Harpoon Gang knocked me against like Harpoon Gang. That is not the name. That is not the fucking name. Although maybe it is the name of a gang in fucking Utah, and it's just like these white kids like in the fifties, like copying gang culture. But like, it's like here, it's like Bloods, Crips. No, it's not Harpoon Gang. Are you be fucking serious? Be real. Be for real. Please. It's like Slice is like the first pitch, like for for a name, like like oh, it's a name for a gang for a a gang member. How about Slice? Uh, Like bad version Slice. Yeah. Um, Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. But this one is not even on game. It's like oh, what's what could this street gang be called? Like you know, like it's like I don't know the the badgers or something it's like it's not even yeah. like that it's just like the, uh, the harpoon gang harpoon gang harpoon? Yeah. why would it be harpoon like they're whalers what yeah. are you talking <laughs> yeah. about here's another um, just sammy not talking like sammy and talk sammy talking like her would you like to pick a minor trauma to talk about and let the major one or one sit for a while like just sit and rot and rust and discuss the guts of me until my whole me collapses into one thickness like a cardboard person or someone run over by a steamroller? Sweet, neat, Sammy. It's not that Ew. Thing. Yes, it is. I'm a Humpty Dumpty you can never put back together again. You fucking liar. I, fuck, I hate this. Okay? I hate this so much. <laughs> Remember when they go get hot dogs? Angry. Remember when they go get hot dogs for their oh like low-key oh, therapy yeah, session? God. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And also at that point, like I was like, f- so first of all, inappropriate. Do not go get hot dogs with your with your client, no. your patient. Um, but why do wait, why do they go get hot dogs? Just for like a chill session? I think just to shake it up and go meet in the park, <laughs> get a different energy. To like it, I think it's one of his freebies. <laughs> It's yeah, like, she get right. It's like to do this rather than give up on it entirely. She's like, let's just go hang at the park. It'll be really cash or whatever. Yeah. Another passage. What happened when you went back to school? My so-called friends had all become snot, snob, self-centered, conceited, uncaring, unconcerned, ignoramuses, jackasses all. Oh, I yeah. couldn't stand their guts. They seemed like protected little babies, only interested in their own sissy, cotton-cushioned lives. This is a 15-year-old boy in 1995? Yeah. No lies. way. Fuck. Also, I was lies. pissed. I mean, I knew, I knew, I knew that, what was the abused girlfriend's name? Uh, Harmony. He calls her Harmony. Yeah, Mo, yeah. I was so sad for Mo that she took him back. Immediately. I, one phone immediately. call. I was like, she, because that was the thing, like, well, he, like, I mean, he gives her a long letter, and I, I, I think that people can make amends. Sure. I'm not saying never, like, mm-hmm. there's no way back from having done wrong, or don't forgive anybody, but, like. If you beat your fucking girlfriend, though. he, But also, like, he says he punched her three times. Maybe he was lying. And, yeah. like, what did that punch look like? Was he, like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I know three in a row. Boom, boom, boom. boom. But still, either way, like to me, like I don't know why I had hopes that this book would do this, but I was hoping that the therapist would be like, yeah, well, you know what? Like, like, because he's like, I need her to forgive me and whatever. And it's like, well, some people aren't going to do that. Like, you did something to someone and it's, she's going to decide if she wants to forgive you. And if she doesn't, but instead, of course, it's like, well, don't think about negative things. Just remember all the good times you guys had and write her a letter and, and it works. And 
I, I think because of its, uh, again, because it's ideology, we're just like, you know, so much of this uh, religiosity here is, the, mm-hmm. is based on like for the value and importance of forgiveness. And that if you seek forgiveness, you shall be forgiven and that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's just like, but yeah, you're right that the more, the more adult and, and, you know, more nuanced thing is like, how do you live with the guilt of, you've affected someone in such a way where they will never apologize you and you can never really make amends. And, you, and yeah. you, it's just like, that's like, okay, I thought that was the one thing I was like, oh, is this book actually grappling with this? But then, no, of course not. It's just like no, he for, undone like, in one she chapter. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she forgives him instantly. And then they're all back in the house and they're all chirping together. They're all having fun. Uh, speaking of the forgiveness, the, the section, and we talked about it, but the, the, the section where Lance and Sammy finally have their heart to heart to me is so noxious, but he's talking about what's going on. So, the, so the, this, the thing he's, t- he's discussed is that his, he caught his dad doing Coke. Um, he was so upset about it or just conflicted about it that he took his dad's Coke stash, dumped it into the carpet. Uh, and then he, and he used some of it himself. His dad saw him and his dad, uh, I guess basically like the way it's initially characterized, his dad basically like physically and emotionally abused him for a prolonged period. Yeah, like um, for an entire night. For an entire like, night. Like, just just tormented on, him. Just like viciously beat him. Yeah. Like screamed and beat him, called him worthless. Like and, and kept saying something like, I don't I don't think I highlighted it, so I don't remember, but it was something like my sweet, sweet stash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and My so like precious stash. He values his drugs more than his kid. He harms him and then he's basically out of his life. He's sending letters that are unanswered from that point on. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually comes he comes back. It's partly because of his mom is like, You gotta talk to your dad. Um, he eventually agrees to do it. So when they ha- finally have the moment where they're talking about this, uh, the dad is the, this is the dad talking. Oh, Sammy, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Uh, Sammy. I not only forgive you, Dad, I in some crazy way, understand you did what you did that night because you loved me. And then the two of them got up and went over the couch and sat down with Paula, the mom. Lance sat between them and they all three held hands. Between sniffles, Sammy said, I lied when I called you a child abuser. This brutal, sadistic beating I told everybody you gave me and the vile cursing out were so exaggerated that I can hardly believe I made them up, but I did. I didn't have any black eyes or broke bones or even bruises other than a bruised ego and I enlarged that from a molehill to a mountain. I'm the one that needs to ask your pardon, Dad. Please, Dad. It's like, what is this, the end of Carousel, where, like, the little girl is like, Mom, can I, uh, can, when someone hits you, can it feel just like a kiss? <laughs> Fucking Shirley is like, yes, it can feel like a kiss. It can feel just like a kiss. Like, so this well, is the thing. It's well, like, well, and, and this was the thing, too, that, it's, like, it's I disgusting. think happened in Jay's journal and in Go Ask Alice, where it's like these parents, like, like, they never did anything wrong. No. And, like, mm-hmm. you're just overreacting because you and thought all these negative thoughts. The problem is that you didn't go to them with your problem. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like, because, again, I don't know why I had high hopes for this. I thought that they were going to be like, you don't need to see this fucking dad. Like, you, if you're not ready to see this dad that abused you, then you don't need to see him. But then it's like, but you should no, always not give only- them a chance <laughs> because, you know what? You made it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it can't even you deal give with them a chance because you're a liar. Right. Mm-hmm. It can't even deal with like, OK, yeah, you know what? You had a bad dad. He was a piece of shit. He's out of your life. But you know what? Even if we're trying to say like a single a, a two parent home is essential for a child, mm-hmm. even if we're trying to make that dumb comment. 
then it can't even be like the mom found a new love and he right. had and he's like oh, okay actually have a proper the mom is dating dr d and the you know what i mean like like even oh, that yeah. is like, like, like a daddy stepped up exactly yeah it, it doesn't even do that it's like no that no it has to be your biological father that's the only father who's your real dad yeah. so he's got to come back into your life and uh and so she has to undo yes. all of the things that she right. set up beforehand hand to wave it away work yes yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a, this is a pretty vile book. I think it's really actively and helpful. I I don't know how many people it harmed back when it was read initially, both like, you know, putting uh, twisted thoughts in parents' heads and also like just giving people a a wrong idea of what therapy uh, actually is. But it's, it, this does feel like a book that actually did some ill in the world. Yeah. Like I, I don't, it definitely, she never had the cultural influence that she had with Go Ask Alice, where like mm-hmm. that truly like right, like scared multiple generations of girls, <laughs> at least from like doing yes. Any I was kind scared from I was, it worked. It, it worked. Sca- it worked on me, and like fine, whatever. It's like if if I'm gonna be scared off of doing drugs when there like is an actual possibility of like getting into like a really bad drug habit. Oh well, but this. Yeah. Like if it even af- made one person think that like this is how you should approach life, that's terrible. Yes, yeah. I'm. I I, I was just doing a little googling. If you heard me clickety clacketing, just to see if she had a PhD. Of course, she doesn't. Um, she just said, yeah. She yeah, did. she just said she does. No one um, could confirm where it came from. Uh, One interviewer wrote that Sparks was vague about specifics when asked about her counseling qualifications and professional experience. Uh, Researchers have been unable to find a record of the PhD, she's claimed. Um, So she just fully, wow. I feel like we should do like an investigative journalism expose on this woman. I guess there is. There is one. Not not a podcast, but. Called um, Unmasking Alice. Yeah, Unmask Alice, LSD. It's a 2022 book. Wow. We got to read read this book. Yeah. Investigator Rick Emerson presented evidence. Yes, all hoaxes. Whew. Wow. I mean, what a what a despicable person. I know that she had like good intentions. At first. But I feel like her, at first. But she also it was also about her own ambition and her yeah. own quest fame for and, fame. Yeah. Because she originally published Alice like completely anonymously. And then she like came forward and was like, actually, I I also I edited. I, I'm a part of it. It's like my I want mm-hmm. my name associated with it now that it's this like big hit. Mm-hmm. And then she mm-hmm. just kept trying to recreate that success off of these fake ass diaries, mm-hmm. but in different ways because she couldn't. It's like she knew she knew enough that she couldn't keep claiming to have found anonymous diaries and published them. No, but she kept trying anyway. And then she would do things like this where it's like, oh, it's therapy sessions I led. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a non a she's a character in in her own book and mm-hmm. it's presented as nonfiction. I don't mm-hmm. know what section of the of Barnes and Noble it was sold at in 1996 but it's like it it's like it's certainly is trying to give that that artifice to it yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's like this it's, veneer of respectability and like if you right. look at the like the library coding I think it's in the nonfiction section insane <sighs> truly insane yeah and irresponsible. <sighs> Yeah, very. Let's see, HarperCollins. Um, blah, 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 blah. I would not recommend reading this book. I definitely, I, I don't like, like, and and I know the other Beatrice Sparks uh, book we that I covered uh, with y'all was Jay's Journal, 
Mm. And Satanism. this is the Jay's journal at least is like a little bit more. It, it's like a it, it, at least in my memory, it's been years. But like, I remember that feeling a little bit more ludicrous and as such, like I kind of more enjoy it on like kind of a, a, a kitschier sort of level. Yes. I could be completely wrong. This it had one, camp. It had camp. a little bit camp. Yeah. And this yeah. one, this one, it, because of its, its, its focus on satanic panic, this one is just so all over the place. And also just I think it's just. I don't know. I think it's like upsetting in a lot of ways in the terms of what, how it characterizes mental health and trivializes, you know, a depression and mm-hmm. um, and trauma and how it just like it's I feel like it's just worldview is just really toxic and, um, you know, prioritizing familial collections o- connections over how someone actually treats you. And it's just. Uh, yeah. It's it's I I think I found it pretty gross and pretty unpleasant to read. But that said, it was it is very fun to talk about because it's just so <laughs> baffling in many ways. I will say at the very That's least, a lot of our books. Yeah. There are pictures. <laughs> the I pictures liked are the pictures. Great. I really liked the pictures. I thought they were really funny. Love the pictures. Um, I, I, I will say that I felt like Jay's journal, the like inception of Jay's journal is a little bit more. Um, that evil. actually. Yeah, because yeah. it's based off of a real child's. Um, oh, got it. Okay, I'd forgotten. Journal that who killed himself, and um, she took like twenty-two she, real entries and then made the rest. Made of it up. everything yeah. else up. Like all the satanic panic stuff is not real. Like, and so that is like you know, that's pretty. A, bad. a real child's story is like destroyed and yes. misrep- misrepresented. This is all fake. <laughs> thankfully, so at least it didn't. At least there wasn't a real family. A real Sammy to hurt, right? Any right. Sammy who read this, any actual like Sammy who read this, was not being helped or served in any way. And like, listen to how irresponsible this library cataloging is. One depression in adolescence treatment case studies juvenile l- literature. No, it yeah. should not be there. Yeah. Two adolescent psychotherapy case studies juvenile literature. No. Three family psychotherapy case studies juvenile literature. No, it shouldn't be in yeah. fucking a single one of those sections. Are you insane? It should only be in like fiction. YA fiction. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, but I will say that Jay's journal, like you were saying, Nick, is like funnier because it was like well, it had a story. It had a yes. story yeah, yeah, yeah. was being told. And, like, and I didn't this the added annoyance here was that it's supposed to be like all of her books are like some fucking like oh, this is a journal. Oh, this is from a, like, it can't just be a fiction. It has to be like right. passed off as some kind of real artifact, like real piece of media in our world. So like, oh, these are like um, notes from a therapy session and like, oh, Jay's journal was a diary. Um, I don't know. But at least I, I thought that because we're like, it's a journal for Jay's journal, we're there for the action instead of like, this is like entirely off page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> most agree. I forgot that in some of the scenes, Sammy is telling it to her as though we're there, right? And he and 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 is relating dialogue to her, and we're supposed mm-hmm. to believe that that, that that's he's he relating talks. full like pages worth mm-hmm. of dialogue to this therapist, where he is just going back and forth between himself and other real people. Mm-hmm. No. And also, like, internal thoughts of other characters. I noticed that sometimes. I was like, huh? Yeah. How do you know that? Yeah, it's a real it's a real piece of shit. <laughs> bad book. Bad book. Bad, bad book. Bad don't book, read bad it. Bad woman. <laughs> but you know who's not a bad but person? But it is also very entertaining, but infuriating. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know who's not a bad person? 
<laughs> Nick Weiger, thank you so much for God joining bless you. us. What a thing to say. Thank you so much for having me. An absolute treat. I uh, love doing the pod. I'm wearing the merch. Um, yeah, and, uh, and yeah, uh, this was, I mean, I, I, hopefully, uh, there's, there's not any more Beatrice Sparks left. Um, there's so much left. <laughs> there is. Okay. So yes. much. We won't make you do another one though. We'll choose a, we'll choose an actual story for you next time. Yeah. We, that's torture. Not pure torture. Yeah. Uh, no, this is, this is fun actually. <laughs> yeah. We this gotta have fun, you actually. back again. Yeah. You know what? This torture was really fun. <laughs> I love What's torture. Always- once I was on the other side of it, I, I actually did. Uh, I, I'm glad I read it. Um, you know what? Horrible. That's many of our books where we're like, I, I didn't like it, but I like talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the whole conceit of the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everybody for listening. We really appreciate you. Thank you, especially to our Patreon uh, supporters. If you'd like to become one, go to patreon.com slash teen creeps, where there are a lot of extra episodes for you to listen to. And a special shout out to our Patreon producers. Thank you, Adam Halwitz, Amanda K, Amy T, Ann Dwyer, Caitlin L, Carrie H, Casey S, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Drew Oranis, Ellie Lagos, Elizabeth E, Emma M, Erica T, Aaron B, Gabriela Santiago, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Hannah L, Jeffrey L, Jeremy Kronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicich, Jesse T, Jessica Smith Harper, Jessica U, Jonathan Venable, Kat Miller, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N. Kodiak Siegel. Landry Desmond. Larry Wynn, Laura Hooper. Maddie M. Megan Lozier. Melanie M. Melody. Micah Eunice. Miguel Camacho. Molly G. Molly Marks. Noah Spargo. Rachel C. Randy Klett. Rebecca Goss. Robert F. Ro Kalahua. Sarah Wallen. Sasha Gibson. Sylvie T. Victoria Beck. And Whitney E. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. And Nick, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, I got a podcast, Oh Boys, about chain restaurants with Mike Mitchell, and a podcast, Get Played, about video games uh, with Heather Ann Campbell and Matt Apodaca. So you can check those out wherever you listen to things. Woo-hoo. Yay! Do it. Two of the best podcasts there are. God Truly. bless you. <laughs> All right, we'll see everybody next week. Until then, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.